Hey everyone, welcome to the Made It in Music podcast. I'm Riley Taylor, our community manager here at Full Circle Music, and I'm so excited for you to hear this upcoming episode because today we get the privilege to hear from David Smallbone about the impact of faith, family, and determination on his journey in music. He is the father and manager of For King and Country, as well as Rebecca St. James, and he has overcome poverty and drastic life changes to become a driving force in the Christian music genre, as well as a dedicated believer and family man. This was recorded at our 2023 Music Makers Bootcamp here in Nashville, Tennessee. This is an immersive experience where you get to learn directly from music industry professionals and connect with other high-level music makers. If you want more information about our upcoming Music Makers Bootcamp, head to musicmakersbootcamp.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. It's awesome. Any questions for David Smallbone? Go ahead and just... And uh, Seth Mosley. Yeah, yes. Today's not about me, but, but yes. <laughs> let's get started back here. So you guys work with that three-person family dynamic thing. How do you navigate those waters if you run into tension or anything? Because I know business and family, mixing those two can be hard sometimes. So how do you navigate that so at the end of the day, you're still family no matter what kind of business stuff goes down? I had an issue about four or five years ago where one of my sons is also the business manager. And what I wanted to do... I wanted to take out a business. I wanted to take out a, a third bus so we could bring out the family, and I wanted to spend ten thousand dollars more on production to take it up to the highest level, the best production audio-wise. And he'd just come in as business manager, and he said he didn't want to do it. And I was, I was offended by that, and I got very angry. And I, we ended up getting together. My wife got wind of it. And we all got together, and I, I, apolo- I apologized for my anger. Now, the fact that I'm telling you about it means that it, it hit a nerve for me. Because if you follow that idea through, I talked about being sustainable before. Having the extra bus out, I wanted the family to be out. Because what's the biggest issue on touring? You're away from loved ones. You're away from accountability. So there was method in my madness. And also having production, having the best production in the business, um, people take notice of that. And we're known for King Country and known for high levels of production. Now that's not a question anymore because there's enough money uh, to pay rent. But probably at the end of the day, my wife's the referee. But... Uh, whenever there's a, a two-man vote, I just had something recently. What was it? Something just came up. It'll come to me in a minute. Just in the last few days. Oh, I know what it was. Um, doing a book. Doing a book on the boys. So I'm always trying to build a team. We've got 150 people at our record label, probably 30 people at our booking agency, We've got promoters, we've got churches, always trying to get to the uh, wider community. So I want to take the book to a big publisher because it probably can sell maybe a quarter of a million, could maybe even do half a million. And, but the family of my sons want to uh, uh, kind of uh, publish themselves because my youngest son worked in the publishing world book publishing world for about 10 years, and as an expert in that. So there was a tension on that, but I ended up realising that I was voted out. Joel and Luke, uh, they wanted to self-promote. 
And a lot of ways, for Josh's sake, because he doesn't have ownership of the king country, Joel, Luke and myself do. He came in five years ago. And, and so it ended up, I fought it. And I continue to fight it at some level because I'm wanting to get the bigger team. I'm, I'm wanting to get Penguin or some major book publisher who has contacts that we don't have and will have a, a different marketing technique. I, I'm always looking for the next best idea. I think at the end of the day, you know, both Seth and I have wonderful wives, the referee is Helen. You know, if ever it gets a little crazy. And it probably only gets crazy once a year. A lot of times it's not that big a deal, but I am so artist development. Like, I am... I'm artist development to a fault. You know, I'm always trying to encourage the team, always trying to get to more people. Uh, and I don't even care if it if it costs a lot of money, I, I feel we're called to get this message wider and the conduit to do that as we speak is through for King Country. And so uh, by maximizing the brand, that allows us to uh, get more people. So there is some tension there on occasion because my son is very, younger son, very, very good at business, better at business than I am. But I'm, I'm a, I'm probably known in town as an artist development guy. I'm, I have very, a very close relationship with Mike Kerb, who owns our record label. He's 78. I'm 73. I talk to him probably once a week, always throwing around ideas. We're showing a preview for all he and all his staff and his wife in, in about three weeks. So doing, finding ways, how do we encourage the team? You know, that's the, that's the big... I think that's my main... And, and sometimes I'm not as good as encouraging my own sons. I'm better at encouraging other people. And that's when my wife comes in and says, ah, okay, you, you, you need to encourage your boys. You know, tell them you're proud of them and stuff. And, and sometimes in the tyranny of the urgent, I forget what's important. Did I answer the question? That's so-so. <laughs> no, that was so well said. It's awesome. Let's get one, maybe two more questions. We'll go over to Ryan here. Wrap around 150 so you guys get time to hit the restrooms before our final session at two. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, David. It's great to see you again. Yeah, good to see you, man. Uh, I wanted to to uh, let you know that I'm so appreciative of the advice you had given me. Uh, you know, just just last year in the arena there in New England before I moved to before I moved to to Nashville, the family has made uh, made the move. We're here. Oh now. yeah. And I've I, done I, it. I know. What's that? I've done the move, and I know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to, uh, yeah, thank you for the encouragement because what you had said was to to do it together. Ultimately, you know, to build to build the the brand, if you will, of myself as a solo artist, my wife as a solo artist, us working together. You may recall we have triplets. We have three sons, so it's like raising Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, <laughs> And I see that potential in them. They love to sing just like my wife and I do. And I'm actually bringing my dad into the fold too. He's going to be guesting on a song that Seth and X are producing uh, pretty soon in, in a week or so. Um, so we have this whole stirring family dynamic going that I feel is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, I wanted to ask you uh, with that sort of bird's eye view and perspective, A, how I could especially encourage my sons um, seeing their potential 
sort of that, that, that best way to do it, that, 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 uh, uh, the balance that you're speaking of, um, and uh, also how to focus on my own solo brand while building my wife's brand or my dad's brand, even in the boys, how that could all work. Right now, the boys are going to a private school that I'm teaching music at, that job's about to end, and then you know I'll have maybe some more free time for living life on the edge a bit mm-hmm. and uh, and really building this thing. But um, you know how to start, how to start touring. Maybe what does that look like um, with the high quality music that we're able to make? How do we how do we build this together um, now that we're here? <coughs> I, I think the important thing is find team players. Uh, but I also think even you know it's funny that. You know, it's Sith and I up here, but uh, the way he had his daughter and Luke had his son at that pretty high-end writing session. Uh, and most Nashville people would leave their kids at home. But w- one of the things that, that has taught the kids is how to be quiet, how to just sit in the corner. And you know modern-day kids, because they've got phones and games and everything, they can't do it. I think taking the kids almost everywhere, and that's what the homeschooling thing, and it, and it really meant a lot to me that when I saw Seth having his daughter there, I thought, gee whiz, Seth is getting what's important. And where we, where we have an interesting perspective, he married an international woman, and my wife is from Australia, I'm from Australia, so both of our ladies are internationals, and they, they have a, a slightly different perspective. As far as the touring thing is, um, finding a team, finding a lot of a lot of gifted people, uh, they're not very good at selling themselves. Uh, Seth understands promotion as well as understanding the creative. His gift set is very rare, but finding that. But then again, he's got a team of people who work with him, allow this weekend to happen, and and, and things like that. Finding a team that you can trust, and really what I did with Rebecca, uh, which I remember when I went to, I was trying to work out how is my daughter not going to sue me if we got successful? Uh, Because as we all know, a lot of Artists get successful when they're kids and they sue their parents or their parents sue them and and it's not pretty. I didn't want that to happen. So I I found a book at Barnes & Noble at Cool Springs and talked about this one manager who'd had the same, he'd had a a, a relationship with an artist for uh, 20 years and they'd done a 50-50 deal. So that's what I did with Rebecca. So there was never any question on the money. If we got $100, she'd get 50, I'd get 50 after all the expenses were paid. And that ended up being a, you know, a, a successful, and it was that successful that my son saw it, uh, and they wanted it with for King Country, and they went with a third and third and third. And I'm known as a generous bloke. I give away a lot of money. Like if people, if a promoter loses money on a show, I'll give them money back and whatever. Most most managers, uh, don't do that. Uh, but here I am, the generous bloke who has the toughest deal of any artist in town, owned a third of the band. You don't know anybody else in our industry, to my knowledge, that has that. You know, Elvis had a 50-50 deal with his manager and that was, 
that, that were scorned a lot. And so I trying to come up with different relational models. This town is a lot of precedents in my mind in this town that aren't always valuable. They're not they're not good, they're very commercial, they're not good long-term relationships. So finding those right team, we're in it together and you're very purposeful. We're, we're aiming for the same finishing line. We're aiming to do it together. Partnership is the, the most important thing. And, and you know, you've, you've heard me say, uh, you, you know, how we've, how we've partnered with people. When For King Country started, we did our first headlining tour six months into it. And we were able to do that because all the promoters said, oh, we're, we're prepared to work with Ficking Country because it's a small bonus because when we were with Rebecca, if we lost money, they'd either share the loss or help us or, or something like that. And trying to do this thing differently, I coming, you, you know who you, who you are. You and your wife know who you are. Coming up with a different model that is functional. Not all the models in Christian music are very functional. A lot of our models are very corporate and there's a plateau. And what, what my record label, and a lot of people don't want to work with my record label, Curb, that there's no plateau. I can go to Mike Curb and ask him for almost anything. He's probably spending $200,000 on taking our song mainstream at the moment. So going where angels fear to tread and finding partnerships where you, and having a no BS relationship, you know, that you can talk about anything. Okay, uh, you offended me here. How can we work this out? Uh, and so that you don't become enemies. Because a lot of people in business, it's just purely transactional. And I don't think that's, that's the best way to make it work. I want to tell you this one story about God's economy. This is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about a God approach more so than a business approach. We're going to sign a deal for Rebecca with Word Records 30 years ago. On the day we were to sign it, Word pulled out. And they were going to give us a $10,000 advance. And, uh, and we were living in poverty. We were sleeping on the floor. You know, it was, it was a crazy season. And the next day, Helen and I couldn't get out of bed. A songwriter in town, who was doing very well at the time, came to us and said, I want to give you the 10000 Well, that made my self-worth even lower. You know, like I'm, I'm saying to myself, I can't do anything. Here I almost get a deal. I don't get the deal. And I said, I've got to give you something back. I said, I've got to give you half of Rebecca's publishing. He understands this world, and he understands that's a pretty big deal. But she didn't have a publishing deal. But we were hopeful she would get one. He said, okay, I don't really want to, but I'll take it. Over the next 10 years, that in God's economy, that made that guy $400,000. And I, in all my hard decisions now, I'm looking for, and I'm pretty lonely a lot of days, but not even my sons. My sons haven't been as bruised as I have been uh, and had their self-worth go so low. But a lot of days I'm lonely uh, because I walk to a different drummer to most managers in town. But that God's economy moment, I will never forget. And that allowed him to be a missionary in Ukraine for 10 years. And that's, that's, that's where I want to be. I want to be... I want to continue to live in the miraculous. And I, I, I would find people 
who have that common love perspective and put it through, this is very important. And I think, I, my, my, my concern with America at the moment, unless we get revival pretty soon, America could fall. Because we have, there's a power play going on that I don't remember in my lifetime. And so in my small area of influence, I'm trying to get everybody I know, including the radio guy that I just talked to on the way here now, speak more loudly about Jesus. Because my life experience tells me that's the only way to have a totally fulfilled life. David Smallbone, ladies and gentlemen. I went too long. I went four minutes over. Please forgive me. <laughs> so good. Hey, so good. If so any good. of you want, uh, my wife has got a um, audio book. If you, any, any of you want the audio book, come and see me. Give you, me the, your email address, and I'll send it out to you. Now, awesome. I, Thank you so uh, much. It might just help you because we got, we got very low. And the reason I didn't have a nervous breakdown, she supported me when I was, I was feeling a failure. And so, but the, the book tells that story. So if you're feeling low about something, this book, the audio book might help fantastic you. Fantastic book. Fantastic book. Thank you again, David. Really, really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to part two of this episode of the Made It in Music podcast. Head to musicmakersbootcamp.com to learn more about our upcoming Music Makers Bootcamp and check out madeitinmusic.com for more content and episodes from this podcast. See you in the next episode.